Hello and welcome to another week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced in the studios of 3CR Radio in Melbourne. It's broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network and it is brought to you by your local community radio station. I'm Sarah McKenzie. On this week's show, we bring you the voices of working women from the International Women's Day Rally held in Melbourne last week. We'll also bring you stories from other events held last week during the Women's Rights at Work Festival. But first, as always, some union news. Members of the Australian Manufacturing Workers Union, the AMWU, working at Australian Papers Preston Envelope Factory, have returned to work last week after an eight-week strike. It's a big step forward with wins on RDOs and classifications. However, the pay increase is still being negotiated and a full in-principle agreement has not yet been reached. I caught up with AMWU's Cindy O'Connor for some comments on the action and the return to work. So we got an agreement that the conditions that we wanted, which was the rostered days off, which is important if you're doing hard physical work, will not be changed. The second thing is they wanted to muck around with people's classifications. They're not going to touch them. The one thing that they're still trying to sort out is the pay. Just to be clear though, you, the workers had to go out on strike and work together so they could maintain their current workplace agreement. So they weren't asking for big changes they just wanted to continue being treated the way that they've been treated. Absolutely. Can you believe it that people have to go out for eight weeks to not go backwards in this, what they call system? Um, but we had fantastic support. Our members really appreciated all the people that came and visited. And we had to get some legal support from Jeff from Slater and Gordon um, because the system is so technical now. You actually have to get a barrister like Jeff who has 15 years experience to make sure you keep your conditions. The big news last week was the Fair Work Commission's decision to approve the merger of the Construction, Forestry, Mining and Energy Union, the Maritime Union of Australia and the Textile, Clothing and Footwear Union of Australia. <laughs> what a mouthful. Uh, but it didn't take long for employer groups and the federal government to spring into action on their union-busting behaviour. Two days after the Commission gave the green light, after members voted in favour of the merger of their unions, Australian Mines and Metals Association and Master Builders Australia lodged an appeal with the Fair Work Commission, as well as asking for a stay on the merger decision until the appeal had been heard. Workplace Relations Minister Craig Laundy has renewed his efforts of lobbying crossbench politicians over the bill to add a public interest test to union mergers, something which could still be applied to this merger if the amendment is passed within the next two weeks.
Michelle O'Neill, the textile clothing and footwear union of Australia's national secretary, has welcomed the decision, saying that the TCFUA has a proud history of fighting for the rights of some of Australia's lowest paid and most exploited workers. The combined strength of the CFMEU, MUA and TCFUA in our new union will write a new chapter in Australia's union movement. Ordinary workers now have a powerful new force for change on their side. Surely we'll hear more about this in coming weeks, so keep listening to Stick Together on your community radio station for more weekly union news. Early educators are preparing for another walk-off later this month in their ongoing campaign demanding for equal pay. Members of United Voice, which is the Union for Early Childhood Educators, are calling on the government to fund professional pay for educators, and they have made it clear that they will not stop until they've won. Early childhood educators are some of the lowest paid professionals in this country, some of them being paid as little as $21 an hour for professional work in an industry where the educators are 97% women. In 2013, the union lodged an application to the Fair Work Commission asking them to hear from workers in the early childhood education sector about the equal pay issue. They wanted the Fair Work Commission to acknowledge that, yes, there is a gender pay gap issue and to do something about it. However, the case was dragged out for five years without hearing from a single educator and was dismissed earlier this year on a technicality. This, and the federal government's inaction, has led to educators deciding to walk off the job on the 27th of March. Helen Gibbons, Assistant National Secretary of United Voice, chatted to us by phone about this action. Last year, during the September walk-off, early educators across the country moved a motion basically saying to Malcolm Turnbull that his government had until February 1st to sit down with educators, come up with a resolution, otherwise there'd be more actions. We've now passed February 1st, so where are we at at the moment? Well, educators were really disappointed that the Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, continues to ignore their question about how they are going to achieve equal pay. Uh, He's continued to ignore their calls for fairness and he's continued to not only ignore educators but also ignore families who say that this cannot continue. They know that there needs to be a resolution. So educators have made the tough decision that they need to escalate their action and they're willing to do whatever it takes to get the Prime Minister to pay attention. So um, obviously this is about equal pay um, because of uh, being a very women-dominated industry. So United Voice had an equal pay case in the Fair Work Commission, but earlier this year that was thrown out too. How did a case like that get thrown out of the Fair Work Commission? It seems like a no-brainer, I think, for the wider community that early educators are undervalued and underpaid when you think about the responsibilities and skills and experience that they bring to their role. But unfortunately, our laws aren't, aren't kind in this area. Our laws are, are clumsy and they're difficult and they're expensive to try and get a resolution on. And the, the Fair Work Commission um, made a decision to interpret uh, the... Um, the the rules uh, in relation to equal pay in a very narrow way, which made it uh, almost impossible for us to achieve a good outcome. We gave it our best shot uh, and we were unsuccessful. And it's another example of uh, 
that system being broken um, for Australia's workers, and in this instance in particularly, uh, the system being broken for Australian women. So the system, so you say the system is broken, so you've tried to go through the Fair Work Commission and that's not worked. So now there's going to be an action on March the 27th. Um, I'd like to talk about that a little bit. So obviously this is going to affect more than just the early educators. This will affect every worker who has a child that uses childcare services. Um, so how, uh, how can people in our community be involved to support uh, the early educators? So if you've got a young child that attends long day care, uh, have a talk to your educators and tell them that you support their fight and that you will do whatever it takes to uh, help them win a fair deal and to win equal pay. Because um, words of encourage, like, encouragement like that mean a great deal to them. We've got a website called bigwalkoff.com.au or sorry, bigwalkoff.org.au uh, where parents can register that they're going to keep their children at home on March 27th. And you can also join our Facebook group and send words of encouragement to the early educators. And every state and territory will be having community events, so rallies and uh, sit-ins and uh, things like that. So when the educators walk off the job, they will be meeting uh, in a large group and doing some event. And uh, parents and families and the wider community are absolutely welcome to attend and add their voice to the call for equal pay. You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. Last week was the International Women's Day, and in Melbourne there was a rally held at the State Library of Victoria before marching towards Parliament House. The message was clear, a demand for equality in all its forms. That feminism means nothing if it is not intersectional. Working women standing together across the globe with trans women, women with disabilities, non-binary folk, women of colour and diverse backgrounds, women that work in female-dominated industries or male-dominated industries, sex workers and carers, all with a clear understanding that we only rise when we rise together. I caught up with some women at the rally in Melbourne to ask what IWD meant to them. Can you tell me your name and what International Women's Day means to you? Uh, I'm Michaela Bannis and International Women's Day means sisterhood, unity, solidarity, um, having each other's backs and it's a chance for us to celebrate who we are all our individuality, but come together as one at the same time. I love it. Uh, Melissa Griffiths, International Women's Day to me uh, means uh, representing, recognising what women have done before us, uh, whether cisgender woman or transgender woman, to fight for rights, make it better equality, uh, better rights, better pay, and it's also a recognition of what we've achieved so far and the work that needs to be done in the future as well. My name is Agnes Abina Akwa and uh, Women's Day is very important to me. That's why I'm here uh, this afternoon to represent all women in Victoria and to make sure that the, uh, our, our strength is held by the government to have equal pay, equal in everything and to make uh, Victoria beautiful for all women. International Women's Day for me is about standing in solidarity with my sisters from all different walks of life, 
I'm in the union movement, so I like to think of it, um, especially in the context of women at work and standing together in um, solidarity for better working rights for women all around the world. Among the many speakers at the rally was Michelle Myers, the National Campaign Coordinator and National Women's Liaison Officer at the Maritime Union of Australia. Here's a bit of what she had to say about the power of working women. So I kind of don't understand when the tide's going to turn for workers in this country, and especially working women. We're under attack every day, every second of every day at the moment. It's like, what's going to happen next? Today, we are faced by obstacles, obviously, from our government. Um, you know, big corporations, Jane Mines and Metals are having a go at us today. Um, and we are constantly fighting just to be able to organise and to organise for occupational health and safety so that workers can go home at night to their families and not die on the job. We are being faced by attacks when we try and go and represent workers and we're not allowed in the gate. And we're being fined and we're being threatened with imprisonment. To stand up for workers' rights, it's not the country I want to live in and I need to change it. How about you? Women's issues in the workplace are many and varied and we are fighting still for equal pay in 2018. I met Zelda not long ago and um, you know she was shocked still that we were fighting. In 1969 she chained herself to the to the parliament building to fight for equal pay and we're still doing it now. Is that all right? <laughs> equal pay, paternity leave, pay on superannuation, penalty rates, the insecure work, the list goes on and on and on. And the fight for workers' rights is a hard one, but the fight for women workers' rights is even tougher. And we need to band together and fight, and fight really, really hard. And I'm ready to. How about you? I want to touch briefly on the Me Too movement. I find it shocking and a little bit offensive that it took a couple of celebrities and a hashtag MeToo to tell the planet that women are being treated unfairly and abysmally in the workplace. If we're being honest, that hashtag should have been MeToo, it should have been hashtag all of us. And if we wanted to have a hashtag to it, it should have been, it's been happening forever. We are fighting still, we're fighting to be treated fairly, we're fighting for respect, we're fighting for dignity. It's not us, it's simple. They're simple demands and we deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, I just wanted to say, I think there's an old saying on Mazi Dung that said, women hold up half the sky. Show me how we hold up the sky. All of you, everyone. So if women are holding up half the sky and we're getting paid half as much to do it, what would happen if we just stopped holding up half the sky?
fundamental human right to withdraw our labour should be a top priority for all of us and we should fight for it. Few people have said this lately, we need to change the rules because they're broken. They're really, really broken. They're broken when the likes of Michaela Cash can talk like she can about women in Parliament. And the Minister for Women, Kelly O'Dwyer, said, oh, you know, it's not great, but, you know, we should move on. Maybe you should move on, Kelly Dwyer. Or do something for women, like give them paid domestic violence leave. Stand up for the women that you're supposed to represent, Kelly O'Dwyer. Do it now or stand aside. All right, now I need to hear from you because we need to change the rules. The rules are broken. Change the rules. The rules are broken. The rules are broken. The rules are broken. Are we going to fight for women's rights? Are we going to fight for women's rights? Are we going to win? Are we going to win? I hope we are. Thank you. Stick together. Stick together. Stick together. Stick together. Stick together. You're listening to Stick Together on Community Radio. On the eve of International Women's Day as part of the Raw Festival, Women's Rights at Work, the Victorian Trades Hall women's team held a feminism in the pub panel discussion to probe the question of what comes after the hashtag MeToo. Actor, director and union activist Sharon Davies spoke on a panel at the Feminism in the Pub to describe how the MeToo movement affected her and what it meant for actors and others in the entertainment industry. It's been really interesting for me being in this industry, but as someone who would have thought themselves uh, an individual who hasn't experienced um, sexual harassment, until I thought about it. And then I realised that, yeah, because I'm human and a woman and I work. Um, So I guess what it's meant to me is, one, examining my own experience more. Um, So that's been a a really big thing for my personal experience is, um, is I think, uh, self-reflection and self-examination, which actors are pretty good at. Um, however, our industry collectively has not done that, and that's what's changing now. And for me, this movement um, has been about changing the culture of silence, which has pervaded my industry, um, and and really seeing that there is, there is hope. It's actually been a positive thing. Um, and as much as it's full of pain and disgust, I think the, the positivity of that we are having these conversations, that we are actually witnessing very, very powerful people being brought down um, is, for the right reasons, um, is really hopeful. And, um, and it gives me faith and humanity, which, you know, through my work is something that I, I aim to promote, so, yeah.
It is not just the entertainment industry that is grappling with gendered violence in the workplace, but it has allowed for a louder, more mainstream conversation about gendered violence, sexual harassment and bullying within workplaces across the globe. After the panel discussion, I caught up with some union women who attended. Here's what they had to say. Tell me your name and why you are here tonight. Hey, uh, I'm Nahi and I'm from NUW. I'm a delegate from NUW. Um, the reason I'm here because I think I'm a feminist. I don't think, I believe. <laughs> and as a color migrant feminist, I really want big change in this country. And as an example, I can tell you, I have a, I have a, a friend, she is an asylum seeker. She lived in Nauru for four years and she just came to Melbourne pregnant after, uh, two months ago. She has three kids and she's pregnant and they didn't let her husband come to Melbourne. She's alone and she has lots of problems. I want to change uh, the basic rules for her and for every migrant color woman to a equal uh, society that every woman can live equally, every woman can, has the chance to work and to get paid equally with other men and women. Well, I'm Bridget Ellery, I'm from Geelong. Um, I'm an old time feminist and I reckon it's great to see so many young people the young women involved, and I think we are in a watershed moment. I think it's going to go on. I mean, the Me Too was a big thing, but the next step is um, getting real equality in our society. I think it's very important to get the equal pay and just overall respect for women. Um, and what does real equality in our society look like? Um, well, equal pay for a start. Um, being able to go out wherever you want to go out and not being harassed. Um, going to work and not being harassed. Um, yeah, and basically having the same privileges that any of the white men do. I'm Jo Hater and I came because it's International Women's Day tomorrow and it's a time for collective action and collective strategy. There was a conversation tonight about the Me Too movement and it's significance in Australia and I think there's a, a real chance here to bring a lot of new players and a lot of new groups together. So there was a comment made tonight about the importance of rising up together. What does that mean to you as a unionist? I think rising up is about feeling uh, safe and confident to say what you think. So you, within your own circles of friends, you can talk with courage and conviction and you know you're safe to do that. Actually, to do that in public spaces or in workspaces is a whole different game. And harder for some women more than others, yeah? Uh, almost certainly. Um, harder for anybody that isn't in power or has the privilege to decide who advances and uh, who is preferred and uh, who is most acceptable. So yeah, that narrows it all down to a fairly small cohort usually. I think, um, I think rising up and I think something like Me Too is is really interesting because what you've seen is a catalyzing of that from powerful privileged predominantly white people in the US 
organising. This is not usually what the powerful and privileged do. This is not where change usually comes from. So actually what it's done is created a bit more safety for people to go, oh yeah, you know, hashtag me too. Now the sense is, right, where's the accountability to all that? We know the stories are going to come out. We know the systems and organisations are going to start capturing those stories. So the actual accountability in terms of that from those that are in charge, management right through to boards, um, um, policy right through to international law and conventions, all of it's up for accountability. Now you're wearing a badge that says ask me about my feminist agenda. What is your feminist agenda? <laughs> How long have you got? <laughs> Give me your feminist agenda in less than a minute. Okay, uh, my feminist agenda is about equal pay for equal work. My feminist agenda is about recognising the value of unpaid work and counting that as a part of our economy so that the women who do the majority of unpaid work in this world are actually seen as a vital part of sustaining a nation's economy and cease to be an invisible part of the workforce. That's it for Stick Together today. Thanks for listening and thanks to everybody who spoke to us this week. This program is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR and is broadcast nationally by the Community Radio Network. Podcasts for this show can be found at 3cr.org.au slash sticktogether. If you'd like to get in contact with the producers of this show, you can give us a call and leave a message on 03-9419-8377 or send us an email to sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or interact with us on Facebook. If you've got a story about your workplace or your union, we'd love to hear it. Please get in contact. And remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there is a union for you. My name's Sarah McKenzie, and until next time, stick together.